T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This is perfect. Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. It's been a hunting excursion here in my very own home. A mouse. It was It was like an episode of Tom and Jerry. I have been up since 3.45 <laughs> this morning. Uh, we, we saw it come in the house, and, and uh, it was, it was you know, mice are cute. And we have one cat. Well, we have three cats, but one cat, I think, wants it to be its baby, and he can play with it. Uh, but I'm telling you what, buddy, it... That cat, that one cat stayed awake all night looking for it, or at least babysitting it in the corner. And it was like an episode out of Tom and Jerry. So, so sorry, funny. Bo. See, it's a, it's Second Amendment Radio and the Great Indoors today. It was. You it see? was. Uh, you know, you could was, wish uh, you could it, go pew pew right there. It, yeah. Ooh, hold on. I've got, an, <laughs> I've got one of those assault rifles for bugs. Nice. You see those things? I have. Uh-huh. I could I could bring that out. Anyway, so it's it's been hilarious to see these guys uh corner and they sit in a corner all night long but anyway i've been up so you've got three cats and a mouse has managed to survive what what's wrong with the, the cats? night absolutely yeah uh we have one indoor outdoor lion uh which is an unbelievable cat i mean he my, my wife actually said i hope i don't wake up with a headless mouse on my pillow because <laughs> he, he usually just eats the head and just leaves the rest of whatever it is oh uh, that's at appealing the, at the door yeah Oh yeah, so that was my hunting excursion. Uh, how are you, Mark? Hey, doing great, man. It's been it's been a fantastic week, and uh, no complaints at all. Getting uh, looking forward to a little uh, little vacation. Gonna take a little a couple days off, and um, it's gonna be fun. Are, you, are you traveling? Are you? I are am. You, oh, what? I am. What are you gonna I'm, do down there? I'm uh, heading down to, to Fort Myers, taking my mom down to visit her 97 year old sister. How about that? <gasps> how beautiful is that? We're gonna have a big party. We're gonna we're gonna party. I all bet weekend. you are. We'll be in bed by eight o'clock every night. No, I'm just. Kidding. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> party starts at two thirty. Uh, that's very cool. Uh, and you're flying or driving? Oh, we're, oh, we're flying. Yeah, we're flying. Uh, we'll we'll okay. go down over the long weekend and come back on the, on Monday and be back at work on Tuesday. So it'll be great. That that's that's great. Yeah. You you definitely deserve it with the uh, new cycle that we've been experiencing the last few weeks. Woo, I'm buddy. telling you. It's true, and uh, while uh, during the show today we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, hunting season coming up and the weather, which of course we had weather that moved through this week, um, and and how you can be a trained storm spotter and all that. that that's just part of what's happening. We got weather balloons all over the place from China, and we're shooting things down, and we don't we don't know where they are. Does that UFOs. not baffle you? 
Yeah, well, it, it's, I think it's a big distraction, if I can be honest. I think it's a distraction for something. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, if you if you, if you you show them the sparkle of the knife, they'll never see it coming. Um, <laughs> that's just that's just my theory. It could um, be. It could be. But, you know, here's, here's the thing about it. I, I've watched Top Gun Maverick four times, and I know the technology that they have on those F-18 jets, which are 30 yeah. years old now, and they can see the thing they're about to shoot on the camera so i know they have pictures of this this stuff why haven't we seen it and why do they still not know what it is it makes no wow. sense yeah I'll, I'll 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 get you a tinfoil hat just like the one i've got I'm just saying, uh, wrap me but up. it is serious i will i will tell you we are going to talk weather in the show on second amendment radio and the great outdoors this week on the show uh and i have to tell you i was at a lunch meeting with hawk from golden oak lending he's a big supporter of our big dogs poker bash uh, March 5th, by the way, get signed up online at, on Facebook. Um, but we were watching the Chiefs parade in Kansas City on the television. It was, you know, 70 to 65 degrees here. And in Kansas City, they were all wearing their big fur coats yeah. and everybody was bundled up. And I was actually laughing. But then again, the next day we got it. It, so. it, it came here pretty quickly, didn't it? Pretty yeah, amazing. It, did. Yeah, it, it was did. 70, then it went to 20 <laughs> in 36 hours. Uh, congratulations yeah. to all the Chiefs fans out there. I'm, I watched uh, the Super Bowl. At a, at a, got invited to a little Super Bowl party. That was fun. Didn't win any money, unfortunately, on the little uh, raffle that we did. I didn't win any money. I filled out a couple squares. Hate that. I got invited. Did I tell you the story? I got, I got invited to a Super Bowl party about three days before Super Bowl. And so, you know, I'm telling my wife, you know, she didn't want to go. I was like, oh, no, he's going to have a casino night. He's got a real craps table. He's got a, you know, a, a poker table, the legit casino in the guy's house. And four o'clock was when it starts. I walk up to the door and he's, there's not very many cars. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be an intimate party. OK, this will be fun. <laughs> go in, knock on the door. And as the door opens up, I see Yellowstone on the screen. His girlfriend laying in one of those big monster, sharper image type recliners. And he's got his pajamas on. I'm like, dude, didn't you just text me like three days ago that we're having a Super Bowl party? He goes, oh, I forgot to tell you we canceled it. So I Ouch. tucked my tail between my legs, called my wife, said I'm on my way home. She goes, I'm putting chili on. <laughs> you and me and, and have both done that, and then we've shown up for cornhole parties a day late. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, what's going on? We're getting old. You know what? It's my calendar that's screwed up, so don't follow me. <laughs> I'll only wait for your invites. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I did want to bring up on a on a serious note this the shooting that happened in at Michigan State University. Oh, um, terrible. We covered it on my show uh, this week, and, and it is horrible. But at the end of the day, it, you won't hear about it for long because as these things go, it doesn't fit the media narrative. The same day it happened, is- the governor of Michigan— uh, the the uh, attorney general of Michigan, the president of the United States, immediately jumped out and said, gun violence, gun violence, mass shooting, gun violence. We've got yep. to stop this. Let's ban uh, assault rifles. <laughs> Except you look at this, and the, in this particular case, the guy used a pistol, used a handgun, right? <gasps> uh, he was a felon. Well, he he should not have had a weapon. He should have been in jail for a weapons violation. And yet right. they're yelling for more gun laws when they don't enforce the ones that they have on the books. And they want to ban a weapon and use this as an example, even though this weapon wasn't even used in this assault. Yes, it's tragic. 
But when the guy drove a van down the sidewalk in New York City and and killed one person and injured eight others, they didn't try to ban U-Haul vans. So of once course. again, they focus on the tool used by maniacs and not the maniacs. Well, and and they really gave no information about the motive. And I, I don't know if they've come up with one at this point, but they just played it down so much and, and stifled the conversation. 43-year-old suspect, uh, you know, self-inflicted gunshot wound. It's horrible. Uh, you know, and he wreaked a terror on the campus. Uh, three dead, five injured, and then more, you know, emotionally damaged as well. But again, you know that that this is the this is the headline they want to come out and say, oh, we need to ban assault rifles. Yeah. It it, it no, this is evil. This is this is uh, you know hateful people that are doing things, and you can't you can't put a law on that. the The sad thing about it is, though, if you look into the judge, um, the judge that uh, that handled his case that gave him probation, so he's uh, he's arrested for having an illegally having carrying a, a weapon and instead of locking him up for four or five years this was 2019 so he'd still be in jail now they gave they bumped it down to a misdemeanor and gave him probation because of criminal justice warrior reform this is yep. a very progressive judge in Michigan who's decided that that you know we're not solving the problem by just locking people up what is it that they don't understand? They want more laws. They're screaming for more gun laws, but they won't enforce the ones that are on the books. When people are caught violating the law, throw the book at them, put them in jail, and you have eliminated that problem for a period of time. That's why we have laws in this country. There, nobody could have no prevented this guy from doing what he did. He would have figured out some way to do it. He's He's got a a criminal record, you know, as long as his leg. Yeah, yeah. It, and to me, uh, this is, you know, a, a sad misrepresentation of what's really going on in the news. Uh, like you said, it was reported mostly locally in Detroit. You know, the Detroit News had a big story on it. They've been following it. Of course, it's going to be concentrated there. But if it would have been a different person, not even going to describe a different person, but the other person, uh, it would have been all over the news everywhere and then you would have even heard a bigger cry for banning assault rifles which sure. i would like to consider mine defense rifles because i don't believe i would uh, use something like that of course uh, so very sad story yeah and and it'll disappear soon from national headlines for that reason right and I, I, I do want to stress, uh, you know, safety. We always talk safety uh, with guns, and I'm going to shift gears for, uh, for you real quick because a, a dear friend of mine I learned on Super Bowl Sunday, just as I'm sitting down for the game, uh, had died in a UTV accident. Actually, he didn't die in a UTV accident. There was a UTV that rolled into the Black River, and uh, my buddy Mason uh, was my hero uh, for, and friend for so long he actually dove into the river because there was a 12-year-old girl that was uh, that was trapped, saved her, but died in the in the in the, in the instance of saving her. Um, and he, you know what, this guy was the salt of the earth. He would do anything for anybody, and he did it all the way till his last breath. So I just wanted to put it out there, Mark. I've been in a three-wheeler accident before, broke my arm, ATVs, UTVs. When you're getting out there and trying to enjoy the outdoors. Just be really, really careful every step of the way, and you know, 
and make sure people know what they're operating as far as the machinery goes because it can be dangerous. I mean, you, that's why you, they got the you, stickers you, on it that say you can't can cause death. You can't stress it enough, right? I mean, yeah, just absolutely. like with a boat. When I when I boated regularly, you consistently see people doing things that were either dangerous or stupid because when you yeah. buy a boat, you're not required to take any training. Uh, you're not. You don't have to have a license to boat, so you go out and do what you want. And a lot of people just don't pay close enough attention to safety, so I hope they do. Uh, good advice there, Bo Matthews. Coming up, we're going to talk to Tim Chelswick from Drury Outdoors. Um, it, it, this guy is either hunting or fishing or thinking about hunting or fishing, and there are some new uh, regulations out there coming up for the next deer season. Uh, if you're an outdoorsman and love to hunt, you're going to want to hear what Tim has to say Coming up next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is uh, this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> love to eat turkey. I love you. Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat. So good. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. You're going to get it all here, even when it's out of season. Like that Thanksgiving song from Adam Sandler. This segment of Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors brought to you by Razorback Armory has uh, donated uh, to our Poker Bash a G-Force uh, defensive home defense shotgun. And a big thanks to them. They've got some great products, including Mantis X shooting systems. Check them out at RazorbackArmory.com. Into pair on Manchester Road, just east of 270. Tim Chelswick is from Drury Outdoors. He's a, a, a regular on our talk show here. And we get him now because we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. Various hunting seasons, black bass in the Ozark streams, managed turkey hunt draws, 
regulation changes. He's all up on that. You, you are up on that, aren't you? Uh, among other things, yes. Uh, yeah, there's a few other things. He's a great dad. He's a physical fitness nut. Uh, Tim, uh, life is uh, 2023 starting off good for you, sir? It, it's yeah, I kind of started out quietly. My my uh, my deer season ended January fifteenth with a whimper. I killed a few does. I did not kill a mature buck, so that's kind of a bummer. Uh, but really glad and grateful to have filled the freezer with some locally sourced protein. <laughs> yes, and uh, and I'm kind of turned the page on that, and I'm looking forward to spring turkey season. Yeah, welcome over, Tim. Welcome to the team. I I I, I too got a, a doe this year, but not a buck. So when you're getting compared to Mark Cox in terms of hunting luck. That may not be a good direction that you're headed there. Safe. Not an enviable club. <laughs> it's it's not a club you want to join. Well, to well Mark, you know the 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 point of solace I think that you and I can both have is that we have done something to control the herd in uh, in Missouri because uh, because too I mean quite frankly too many of us whitetail hunters are only going for big bucks and that's part of the reason why we see the problem we do today with deer numbers uh, out of control in a lot of parts of our state because guys are not uh, we're, we're not taking those out we're, we're wanting to shoot the big buck and we want the antlers for the wall but we're neglecting the herd management and the conservation component of hunting and and, uh, and and so so you and I have done our parts uh, taking a few does out of the population this year Tim, what was what was the take this year? Uh, I mean, maybe not exact numbers, but was it, was it up or was it down uh, in either direction? I don't know. Uh, this is where deer deer hunting just becomes such an intensely personal thing. I, I've not checked the numbers. I know the numbers for the, the the firearm seasons were pretty good. I think they were up. Um, and, and so there's lots of opportunity. There's no reason why people should not be going out and taking a few deer. But but boy, and, and we even have like these these suburban um, hunting organizations that their mission is to help landowners decrease the number of deer in their property. But these landowners are finding when they, they set up these deals with these people to come in, that these guys are passing on does and only, and waiting for bucks. And, and it's like the very reason you're out here is to help control the population. The yeah. best way to do that is to take some does and here you are trying to kill a buck for the wall so man as 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 deer excuse me as deer hunters i think we just need to do a better job about thinking outside of ourselves and thinking about herd dynamics and population sizes and and uh, and, and be willing to take some does even if it means you donate them like do the share the harvest program if you don't if you don't want to mess with cleaning a doe whatever I, I think you should, but um, but but there are programs out there to help subsidize that, and you're donating healthy protein to a um, a family that is in need. Yeah, it's a great point. My my son got an eight point buck this year. I was uh, proud of him for that one. Not yeah, a fan of that old. guy. No, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, dad didn't, but uh, but the boy did. So I was that, I was happy that, for him. That that's great. Did he uh, <laughs> during firearm season? It was during firearm season, and and cool. we 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 debated whether or not to maybe try to get it mounted and ultimately we just uh, it was overall small enough that we just decided to take the rack and mm -hmm. um and then we we got the deer process so Good. One of the best, you know, I think one of the best hybrid solutions is to do a European mount where you just have the skull um, 
you know, you have the yeah. skull in the rack, and that that's kind of a cool look. So, and it's a lot cheaper. Than we we thought about now. that. My brother in law has done that for his a couple of his boys, and it's a very involved and messy process, from what I hear. It can be. It can yep. be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Certain steps we won't talk about on the radio that you have to deal with. Um, anyway, what, what? So what else? So what season are you in now, Tim? What are, What are you doing? Um, a season of solace. Okay. Um, just recuperating from from deer season. Actually, I'm uh, pulling my trail cameras down, going through and uh, and organizing all my files of all the pictures and a lot of the two and three and four year old deer that I saw this year. I'm putting into files and organizing them as uh, so that I can be ready for next year. As they, you know, in late summers, I'm watching them grow via trail cams. I can say, oh, this is that deer. And he kind of frequented here. And this was his normal pattern, trying to put together this larger story on these deer so that I, I know who they are and I have a better chance of encountering them in the 23 season. Um, so that that's, that's kind of what's happening right now, shed season. The uh, deer still around the St. Louis area, most are still holding. Like I've seen some that are half racked and some some sick deer, they tend to drop their antlers earlier. But uh, but there's still a lot of deer holding their antlers. And I like to get out usually in March is when I'll start putting some uh, some boots to the ground to start looking for sheds, which is just a lot of fun in itself. And, uh, and then it's, you know, thinking about spring crappies and turkeys and morels and all the great things that happen here in, uh, in Missouri and on the Illinois side around this time of year. Uh, Tim, let's uh, step back. Tim Jelsvik from Drury Outdoors is our guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Step back to the sheds because uh, my, my neighbor uh, come up on me and he had his binoculars and I said, uh, what are you doing? He goes, I'm, I'm shed hunting. And mm-hmm. it, are there are there any kind of rules with that or you find it you finders keepers? Yeah, it, it, it's pretty much, and this is the neat thing about shed hunting is like the public park where you you know walk with your family in the evenings. You probably can't hunt deer hunt in there, but the, all the deer that live in there because they know it's a haven for them, they're going to drop their antlers in and around there. So you can shed hunt it. A lot of great public ground to shed hunt uh, coming up here in March. But uh, but yeah, the, I mean there are a few places like. Lone Elk County Park, they don't allow you to shed hunt out there, obviously, because they got big elk antlers that, yeah. that are dropping. And <laughs> they don't want people taking those out of there. But most most places, there are no there are no real restrictions on. Obviously, you can't trespass, but there are no real restrictions on shed hunting. Good. Okay. Any uh, any regulation changes that you know about for next year in the deer season? Yeah, it's mostly around the Department of Conservation's efforts to mitigate the spread of chronic wasting disease. So, and and what that typically entails is more generous um, uh, tags, tag distribution. And uh, I know that they have a new antlerless firearms season that runs from October 6th through 8th. So you can go out and kill a few does with your gun way earlier uh, in early oh, October. Wow. Uh, as, as opposed to waiting for the rifle season. So they're, they're, they're trying to just, again, cut numbers wherever they can. Uh, in CWD counties, um, they have a, a new firearms, they have a new firearms season uh, that runs from November 22nd to November 26th. So, and you can, you can, if you have an unfilled firearms antler tag, you can fill that during that, that short little window of time. Uh, right. and then okay. I know they're Let's also see. increasing antlerless, uh, 
firearms tags and uh, and landowner tags also. So just trying to be a little more generous, encouraging people to take to take more deer, specifically does. Like if we're gonna control the population, you have to shoot does. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's switch to fishing because we're days away from trout season. Uh, will you be out there with your family? Um, I I can think of twelve hundred things I would rather do than stand shoulder to shoulder with guys Way to promote. <laughs> fishing lines. <laughs> it's just, you know, some people it's a tradition and they, they love it. They, they can't wait for that whistle to go off and start casting. I, I don't know if it's just cause I'm a, a middle-aged white guy and I hate lines and I hate being, you know, shoulder to shoulder with people. But, uh, but it's just never really appealed to me. Like I'll, I'll trout fish over the winter and hit some of the, like the red ribbon section down on the Merrimack down 44 here. It's just, it's catch and release and, you know, just the fly rod go down there. But, but, but a lot of people, and for, for some people like this is their exposure to trout fishing. And so it is a big deal and it's a big money maker. It's a, you know, it kicks a lot of money into conservation uh, and habitat work and, um, and supports the trout fisheries. So March, March one is when the the trout parks open and it it is a it is kind of a holiday here in in Missouri for sure yeah and and you, usually the limits around four like you can keep four fish and but you have to have a fishing permit and you have to have a daily trout permit to fish inside the trout parks yeah I can't wait I'm I'm a I am a um, neophyte when it comes to uh, fly fishing. I've taken mm-hmm. some lessons. I've I've done it in Montana a couple times, and when I go back in in July, we're we're gonna take the fly rod and try to wet a few lines up there around Glacier National Park. That that I, I love it. I haven't been extremely successful at it, but uh, it's a it's always a lot of work, and you're out in the water, and mm-hmm. it's just fam- the scenery can't be beat up there. Fly fishing is is kind of like the bow hunting of of fishing because th- there are certainly easier ways of killing deer than waiting until they get within twenty yards with yeah. you and yeah. flinging an arrow at them. And certainly there are easier, more effective ways of catching trout than, uh, uh, than you know than using a size eighteen hook on uh, on one pound test tippet and uh, you know just how how challenging that is. But but Mark, I, I think kind of you're the kind of guy that enjoys the process, right? And that's right. that's what really draws a lot of people, including myself, to the fly fishing experience. Is that you're in beautiful places, you're using a very elegant. It's like a, the lightsaber of the fishing world, using a very elegant weapon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Carl's losing his mind right now. Yes. <laughs> well, 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 good, good luck. I, I hope you have an awesome time. And even if you don't catch anything, man, you can't beat the scenery. No, you you really can't. And the last Before time, all I did was lose a lot of very expensive flies. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> I figured out this time. Yeah, well, someone's got to keep those fly tires in business. That's right. Absolutely. Tim Chelsvik uh, from Drury Outdoors, thank you so much for your knowledge and your wisdom and uh, your friendship. We appreciate everything you and your family do. He's growing a, a great uh, a great Christian family and uh, really proud to know you, man. You do a great job. And the difference between Tim Chelsvik and uh, Mark Cox is that Tim has donated uh, <laughs> venison to me uh, because he had a freezer full. Uh-huh. Well, I would on. say that was at least 70% venison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the 30% awesome. you can use your imagination. It's opossum mm. or something, I'm sure. <laughs> don't, don't worry about we it. Call yard, yeah. We call them yard dogs out <laughs> in High Ridge. Yeah, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Tim. Thank you so much. Take care, boys. See ya. Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. So when you go out hunting, wherever you're doing, fishing, hunting, you got to check the weather, right, Carl? Yeah. You do. Coming up, we're going to talk to uh, folks from the, the local uh, weather service. They do classes in this. I had no idea. You can take storm spotter classes. We're going to have all the details for you coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Outdoors. Speaking of outdoors, there you have it. Riders on the storm. I don't know about you. I I, I watch the sky these days for for weather balloons, whether they're American or <laughs> Chinese or whatever they happen to be, keeping an eye out for it. But you know, we had some storms this past week uh, in February. How about that? That was a little unusual. Our guest uh, joining us right now is Kevin Deitch. He's a warning coordination meteorologist with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and we're going to talk a little bit more about becoming a storm spotter. Kevin, I'm guessing you had your hands full this week, right? We sure have. We're just getting all sorts of weather around here, but that's the Midwest. Boy, that's the truth. Uh, yeah, I. You know, I, for many years I worked in television news. I worked with, I worked with a couple of meteorologists over the years from the University of Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. those guys were just a little crazy because they, many of them were on some of those storm spotting teams, like they they have in the movies, and you, you see them yeah. driving into the storm. Have you ever done any of that? <laughs> I have, but it's been kind of on my own time, not not through not through the weather service. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's that, I guess that's what when I hear storm spotter, that's kind of what I think of. But that's not really what it is these days, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of people think that, and that so that you're referring to is actually storm chasing. And so the difference is, you know, you're getting in a car, <laughs> you're going to chase the storm, find the tornado, you're on the road, you know, and that's and, and honestly, it's very dangerous, especially if you're untrained. Um, so our classes are, are storm spotting. And so we're just asking folks, you know, from the comforts of their own home, their work, their school, wherever they might be, you know, poking their eye out, telling us what they see, and then making sure they get to safety if the storm's heading their way. And when your students, uh, uh, Kevin, when they when they go through your class, is there like a central location or an app where they upload the information that they've found uh, or a phone number that they call. How how do you guys uh, like collect all that data to get it out there to the uh, the weather meteorologists? Yeah, there's there's multiple ways. Um, so so we do the old fashioned phone calls, uh, which work great, especially when you if we're talking about tornadoes. You know, because we want to turn that information around as quick as possible. So uh, we always tell our folks, you know, please please call us if it's a tornado on the ground and it's doing damage, because we want to make sure we get that immediately. Uh, but there are other ways as well. Um, so social media, we are on Facebook and Twitter. So a lot of our spotters uh, will post pictures or videos there. Um, and then we also have an online kind of spotter report form that folks can go to uh, and enter the information there as well. So multiple ways and, you know, depending on the person, uh, you know, they might prefer one over the other. 
Yeah. Um, and I should mention again, of course, you're with the National Weather Service. And coming up uh, next weekend, the, the 23rd, February 23rd, uh, at the Gateway Convention Center in Collinsville, you're going to be having one of these storm spotter classes. What's it take to get signed up? Who can go? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. So so all of our classes are, are totally free and open to the public. Um, so definitely want to make, make sure that's clear. And as far as the age group goes, you know, I get a lot of questions, you know, can kids come? And, and absolutely. Um, I'd say that the, that the topics are generally geared to probably fifth grade and older. Um, so some of the younger kids, you know, might be a little over their heads. Um, but kids are interested in weather, too. So and I was one of them. So absolutely bring your kids along, especially if they're, you know, a little bit older. Um, but, yeah, so the class, uh, like you said, will be at the Gateway Center there uh, on the 23rd. Um, and no registration is required. You actually just show up. Uh, we have a big enough room that I think we'll be able to hold everyone. Uh, and it's a two-hour class, which I know sounds long, especially in today's world. Um, but we break it up nicely. we got a nice break in the middle. We have a lot of videos. We have a lot of interaction with the crowd. You know, we do some quizzes throughout, uh, you know, kind of get, get the crowd thinking a little bit. So we've had really great feedback, and uh, we we'll, we'll look forward to anyone who wants to come out. Well, what do they say? Uh, if you see something, say something. And if you know what you're looking at, I mean, because we all look at the cloud and we're like, ooh, what is that shelf cloud going to do or whatever? And if you don't know, you don't know. But if you listen to any radio or TV uh, uh, news programs, they are always hammering the weather because everybody is interested in, the, in as they plan their day and get their kids off to school and stuff like that. So it's important. Um, and, and I think this is, you know, having a trained eye to understand what those clouds are doing uh, is, is really important. So, you know, maybe it's a family field trip. What's uh, What day is uh, February 23rd? Is that a, a weekday or a weekend? I, I don't even have a calendar in front so of me. So February 23rd is a week from today, actually. So it'll be a uh, Thursday. Okay, so it'd be, um, uh, well, and do you get, like, school field trips to come to this? Or I guess, uh, is that more of a family thing or just people that have the time? Yeah, it's people that have the time. So the, the time is 6.30. So it's 6.30 to 8.30 in the evening. And we do that on purpose. You know, hopefully folks are off work, kids are off school, oh, okay. so they have time uh, They have time to make it to these classes. But yeah, you kind of hit on, you know, my passion for the job, and that is weather affects everyone. Um, and I think everyone at least has some interest in it because it affects you, right? So um, that's what I love about the, the teaching these courses. And, and we, we would get in there and we have people, um, you know, there are some people that are scared of weather um, that come, and they just want to learn more about it. And that's what we do. We teach them about, you know, what makes a thunderstorm, what the different clouds mean, what to look for in the clouds, you know, kind of as a precursor to tornadoes, all that good stuff. And like I said, people really seem to enjoy it and nerd out with us at a weather <laughs> throw, throw out all kinds of big words like cumulonimbus and, and all that good stuff that we remember. Exactly. Yeah, you know, speaking of, speaking of a fear of the weather, now that I think about it, my, my mother, for my entire life that I can remember, insisted on having a weather radio at home like we i grew up in southern ohio and uh, we did have a tornado come over our house one time when i when i was young but she always wanted a weather radio and you know working making sure it was set to go off if the alarm was set uh maybe that's more common than than i thought <laughs> yeah and i actually grew up in southern ohio myself i'm a cincinnatian but, oh me uh, too yeah right uh, middletown ohio very close to there great, yeah. great yeah so i mean it, it, i think it depends on the person you know some folks they've lived through a tornado or they lived through really bad weather. And so, you know, you live through something traumatic like that. You're going to make darn sure that, that you have a way to, to get the warning and that you get information because you don't want to go through that again. Yeah. Um, and others, I think just have an interest, you know, they, they want to be up to date on the latest and greatest. And so 
Um, yeah, there's all sorts of ways to receive warnings now, whether it's a weather radio, whether it's, you know, apps on your cell phone, whether it's radio or TV stations. Um, and that's really the important thing is to making sure you don't rely on just one way. Um, and I think people are still relying on cell phones these days, which are great. You know, they do a lot. But in these larger tornadoes, you can lose cell towers. You can lose cell service. Um, and so that shouldn't be the only way that you have to get information. That's a good point. And those tornadoes can happen any time of the year. Of course, I'm thinking of the uh, Amazon facility on the east side, uh, that horrible, deadly uh, tornado that ripped through there. Uh, Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, at, at Christmas time or just before Christmas time, yeah, uh, a little over a year ago, yeah. it destroyed an entire town. So really, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest difficulty, Kevin, I would think, would be seeing or spotting storms at night. Do you yeah. can you only rely on the on the radar or the Chinese weather balloon? Yeah, at night, it's 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 not good, right? You're relying on just solely lightning. Um, we actually have a really good video that we show in our class of the Jefferson City tornado, which, if you recall, that went through around midnight uh, there in Jefferson City back in 2019. And the only way that this person was able to see the tornado was the perfect lightning strike right behind it. Wow. Um, and so it's just it's too dangerous to even try to look at night. We always tell our spotters, you know, get to your safe place. You know, get to your basement, get to your interior room, and don't even try to see it because most likely you're not going to be able to. Yeah, true. Kevin Deitch, our guest, a warning coordination meteorologist with uh, the National Weather Service. And uh, so let me ask this, Kevin. Do you have a, a recommendation when it comes to a weather app? I have a good friend who's a meteorologist here in town. I won't mention her name on the radio. Uh, but she once referred to those as crap apps. Uh, I don't know why, but she she's not a bit, She wasn't a big fan of just somebody pulling up radar and trying to read it themselves. I, I don't know. Right, right. Uh, unfortunately, us at the Weather Service, we don't have an app. So a lot of third parties will kind of take our information and then make it, you know, repackage it into an app. Um, so I can't really tout an app that we have. What I will say is our, our local TV media partners, you know, the TV meteorologists are outstanding at what they do. Um, and they, a lot of them will kind of use, use our information to make their own forecasts. So that's a localized forecast that they have on theirs, on, on their apps there. So Recommend those. Uh, recommend anything local. You know, you think national apps, you know, they're looking at the whole country. So you're not going to get the detail necessarily that you would from local meteorologists, you know, that are kind of in the area looking at the weather a lot more closely here. Oh, yeah. and the technology has changed so much, you guys, because, I mean, like, they can they can show the little – I love the map with the little arrows that show the wind direction, and there's, like, 50 different arrows in the one screenshot that they do on TV. It's it's pretty impressive what you guys do. Have you been, in your word, a weather nerd for a long time of your life? I have. I've been a weather nerd ever since I can remember. Uh, I grew up, <laughs> you know, with my, with my mom and dad looking at storms as they rolled in, sitting on the porch watching them. And honestly, ever since I was probably in third or fourth grade, I knew I wanted to be a meteorologist. I know there are nice. people still, you know, late in life that don't know necessarily what they wanted to. Uh, and I was really blessed uh, to know what I wanted to do at a very young age and been, been awesome to be able to chase my passion. Fantastic. Literally. Uh, yeah, no kidding. All, all over, the where, wherever it takes you, That that's great. So uh, back to the... Um, the event on the 23rd, if people can't make that for some reason, there are others that are offered coming up in, in I see, Ferguson, Farmington, Warrington, Lambert in in the future. Where can people go to kind of get that information? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So so head to our website. It's just weather.gov slash St. Louis, uh, or you can just go to weather.gov and kind of click in the St. Louis area, and it'll take you to our homepage. And then right there at the top, we have a link of all the classes. So, yeah, as you mentioned, there's there's several still left. We're about halfway through our schedule. We're doing about 30 talks this year, which is the most we've ever done. 
Um, so we're about halfway through, so there's still plenty left to go all across the area. Uh, Kevin, you know, before we let you go, I just wanted to ask, you know, uh, a lot of meteorologists put out their winter weather, you know, forecast months out. Uh, is there any way that are you guys uh, collecting data to tell us, is this going to be a rough spring season as we transition into warmer temperatures? Uh, any way to predict that like months out? Spring severe season is tough. Um, what I can say is it does look warmer than normal, or at least chances are favoring warmer than normal temperatures and chances are favoring above normal precipitation. Um, so kind of reading into that, it does seem like it's going to be an active spring, at least with systems moving through. Now to get tornadoes and to get hail and to get severe weather, there's a lot of things that have to happen kind of on a more localized scale and time scale. Yeah. Um, so kind of tough to predict those specifics, um, but it does look like we're going to see rain and, and several systems moving through this spring. So you told me you grew up in, in Ohio, uh, and of course, I, how long have you been in St. Louis? I've been in St. Louis since 2016, so about okay. seven years. So ha- have you determined, it strikes me having lived in other parts of the country, that weather forecasting here is a little bit more difficult because of the 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 river the the confluence of the rivers and the and the amount of moisture and oftentimes it seems like storms will be heading this way and look bad and then they just part when they get to St. Louis. It's the arch. Yeah, I mean it, it's challenging really anywhere in the Midwest, <laughs> right? We're kind of the battleground of the cold air from the north and the the warm moist air from the south and the Gulf of Mexico. So Really, anywhere in the Midwest kind of deals with this, you know, 80 degrees one day and 20 degrees the next day. Um, yeah, so just like so this really, week. anywhere from Cincinnati to St. Louis is, is certainly a challenge. Yeah, good good stuff. Um, go Bengals. I mean, were you a Bengals fan? Oh, big oh, Bengals. God, right, I'm still yeah. recovering. I was actually at the Chiefs game. I'm still recovering. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> oh, no. Kevin Deitch, uh, warning uh, coordination meteorologist for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Hey, great stuff this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, Good to get you on here, Kevin. We'll have you on again soon, and maybe we can talk about the uh, winter forecast next winter. How about that? When we and the Bengals next season. And the Bengals next season. <laughs> Look forward to it. Looking cloudy. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good yep. stuff. Yeah. Glad glad to get him on here. I don't know. Do you, but Bo? Do you do you sit out in the hot tub when the storm's coming and try to guess at it, what's happening next? You know. I woke up early this week uh, to lightning and thunder, and I won't get in it when it's doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it went it went away within a few minutes, so it didn't delay my dip. <laughs> that, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. As long Thanks as those were not delaying your dip in the thought tub, that's a good thing. That's great. Hey, um, well, yeah, well, well, it's true. Oh, uh, anyway, okay. yeah. Hey, great uh, great to have you along for the ride this weekend. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next time around on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. T-Mobile T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.